Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the creator of Submission Support, our monthly membership to help you curate and submit your next wedding. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. Today, I'm chatting with Gary Pope all about how to grow your associate team. Gary shares his story as to how and why he added associates to his company how they've increased his annual revenue, and why he plans to make a new brand just for his associates. A little bit about Gary before we get started is that he's a wedding photographer based in Connecticut. Early on, Gary established himself as a hyper niche photographer, which you'll find out all about in the show. And as a result, he doesn't look at other photographers for competition or their pricing or even their trends. He's all in his own lane. He now runs a six-figure photography business, and I'm so excited that he's here. So let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Gary, can you say hi to everybody? Hey, hello, everyone. How are you doing? <laughs> We're good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Besides uh, being on the road for the past three to four hours, <laughs> getting oh. into New York, but it's out you this morning. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, you're local today. I'm local today, but for everyone who's listening, <laughs> we're happy that you're here. Um, I'm so excited to, to chat with you today. We're going to be talking about how to grow your associate team, which is so exciting. I don't think we have any uh, podcasts actually about this topic, so I'm definitely going to be picking your brain just FYI. <laughs> Okay. Nope. Here for it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So before we get started, let's introduce you to our audience. Can you say, um, tell us a little bit about you, how you got started, and when you began your business? Yeah. So uh, my name is Gary Pope. Uh, my business is Love Long and Prosper Photography. Uh, uh, we are a geeky wedding photography company where uh, pretty much our specialty is guested <laughs> working with geeky couples. Um, so I've been doing this for, I actually picked up a camera for the first time roughly about five, six years ago. And um, within about a year, year and a half that I started my business um, and we kind of rebranched into this whole geeky uh, geeky aspect of things about uh, two years ago. So yeah, that's been awesome. a pretty fun time. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about this geeky aspect. What does that mean? Like Harry Potter, Star Wars, like what? what is, I mean, I love that stuff, but what does that mean to you? 
Uh, yeah, so it's uh, exactly those things, but plus literally anything that I guess the easiest way to describe it is, is that um, folks think like, oh, there's a lot of different geeky things. They only be confined to like what's considered like nerdy, like board games, Harry Potter, video games, all stuff, other stuff. But um, I kind of generalize it to the point of anyone that's really passionate about anything in general. Um, uh, there's folks that I'm currently working with that are car fanatics. And while that might not typically be classified as like a quote unquote geeky thing, but um, but if you're gung ho over it, for everything if you're going deep into uh, everything that there is to know about um uh, whatever it is you're passionate about uh in my opinion that kind of classifies as geeky in some way shape or form <laughs> um i mean if you if you should hear a car uh fanatic talking about cars for uh 20 minutes straight you'd be like oh yeah this guy's a geek right yeah <laughs> so, yeah so yeah so you know a lot about stuff about one thing you're like an expert in that field so and you cater to them so how do they find you um, so they find me in a ton of different ways. Um, uh, a lot of my leads come from Facebook, bridal shows. Um, no joke, when I'm at bridal shows. I'm literally in full Harry Potter robes and everything. So I stand <laughs> out like a sore thumb. That's awesome. Um, but you're attracting yeah, so, your client. You're doing actually a really good job. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's it's one of those things. It's kind of funny because whenever, I, whenever I'm at bridal shows, people are just like, are those uh, uh, efficients or those, is this like a college thing? <laughs> but then they're like, but then they look at again, like, oh, no, wait, this is Harry Potter. Oh my God. Okay. And then they run up. <laughs> so, oh, that's oh. awesome. I love that you found your niche and you found your people. And that's awesome. I love hearing that. That's so fun. Yeah. So thank cool. You. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, building your associate team. You know, I think. Uh, this is a very interesting topic and a hot topic. And a lot of, I get asked a lot of time, like, do you have associates? Do you work with other people? So I would, I'm definitely excited to, to pick your brain about it. So let's, for the people who are, lis- who are listening and don't know what an associate is, can you explain what having an associate means? Yeah. So pretty much what it is, is that you have other photographers that work under your brand and are representing your brand at uh, weddings that you're booking. Um, and all these wedding photographers that you're getting for your brand, uh, they have to pretty much match your style, match your look, match your feel, um, your experience, which is also extremely important that people overlook um, and they're delivering it to your clients on your behalf. Uh, the only difference is between them doing it themselves and you doing it is that you're also taking care of all the back end things, such as all the emails, communications, um, uh, delivery, how the photos are and all this other stuff. They are just showing up on the day of the wedding and that's it. So they're kind of like you're an extension of you, right? They're like in place, in lieu of you, you can have this person. Exactly, exactly. Right, yeah. So you're able to, you know, book more work, essentially, right? Uh, Yeah, you can book a lot more work. (laughs) Um, For example, (laughs) um, this year, actually, no joke, uh, I actually just booked another uh, associate wedding. I'm not even joking, 30 minutes ago. (laughs) um, Oh, great. uh, yeah, but um, yeah, they they extend your weddings by a lot. They allow you to uh, during the busier times of the year, you're actually able to take on multiple weddings during a day. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, they just pretty much get you more money. But there's also so many other aspects in terms of how they improve your wedding photography business. Um, it, it's it's actually a very surface level just for it to be just uh, monetary uh, value. Oh, well, I'm excited to to dive into that. So, you know, would you recommend? adding associates to your business oh yeah totally um the i mean grad the only bad thing about associates at the end of the day is that some folks just don't have enough business in order to make it make sense for them to have associates which i totally understand and folks are trying to um get get their business off the ground and stuff like that but um but yeah having associates at your wedding uh with your business is 
in my opinion, in this day and age, once you get your business to a certain level is almost like a necessity, in my opinion. That's awesome. Well, how do you know if you need an associate? Like what are sort of the markers for you to be like, hmm, maybe I should really start looking into this? Well, um, <laughs> I'll give one example. Well, I'll give several examples, but I'll start off with this negative example um, <laughs> in, in terms of how I actually even got into having associates. Um, I actually got into associates the worst way possible, and that was double booking a wedding. Uh, so it was one, yeah. And no one wants to deal with that. (laughs) It's a nightmare for every single photographer. Um, obviously the earlier you find out about it, the better, let's say if you found out about it, like a year, two years ahead of time. Oh yeah. That's not the end of the world. You have plenty of time for the client to find another client uh, to find another photographer, worst case scenario, and you can refund their money and all that stuff. But, um, in my situation, I found out, I think it was two weeks before the wedding. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Scary. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. It was with my, at, at, I'm literally switching over my system because of uh, uh, how this occurred. Um, actually, in the moment right now. But uh-huh. what happened was is that um, uh, my CRM didn't put onto my calendar the second date. It only included the first date. And as a result, I was going through all my um, clients. I was looking at everyone, seeing if everyone's up to date with everything. And I was just like, wait. I know that this person, because this one client in particular had had two weddings, they had a first wedding for one half of the family, a second uh, wedding for another half of the family. And I was like, why isn't the second date on my calendar? And I was like, when is that second date? And I looked, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my God. I would have thrown up. I would have been like, (laughs) I I did nothing that day except for kind of just like sit aside yeah <laughs> just like aside yourself uh, exactly and i was just like oh my goodness how am i going to respond to this so um in that situation this was when i had to on the fly get a an associate photographer um because they still wanted to work with my brand and um everything i represent um and they will like my style and everything and they want to make sure that and not only that to be brutally honest is also two weeks before the wedding no one wants to find another photographer two weeks before their wedding right, um, right. and i wouldn't want to put that on them either um so then I had to find an associate, someone who was just as good as uh, wedding photography as me um, in two weeks, uh, paid them way, not too much. But I mean, like I paid them way above average to make sure that they're there. They're doing a good job. Right. I made sure they had a hotel for the space and everything. Um, and I made sure that couple was definitely taken care of also in the afternoon with refunds, stuff like that. So that's one way <laughs> to do associates. But the other way is um, the way better way is that you're just finding yourself uh like getting more leads and more folks coming in because instead of every this happens to wedding photographers uh, at some point in your business where you start uh folks are reaching out to you and you have multiple leads on the same day and always is it's never a good thing when you're saying hey i can't shoot your wedding someone else booked it um i'm sorry but hey here's some other photographers to check out it's always great when you can say hey yeah someone else booked the wedding day but if you still would like to work with me and yeah i won't show up on your wedding day personally but um if you still like my brand you still want my style still like my style still everything i stand for then hey you got it in and you can still book folks like that right right so you're giving them a really good plan b like a, it's like a half a plan A, plan B. It's like you, but not you. And and that's how you kind of solve that problem. Exactly, exactly. And it, it all goes back to building a really strong brand. I'll make folks still feel that the plan B is actually still a pretty good one as opposed to going with other photographers. Right. Yeah. You have to make it it's just as desirable, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so how do you even find people? Like, I, so like your emergency situation, who are you like? Who did you find? And then now you have your whole process and you have your team. How did you find those people? So it boils down to 
two things. First off is uh, just networking in general, um, mm-hmm. getting out there, talking to other photographers. Um, one problem that folks tend to have at times is that they may look at other photographers as competition. Right. Um, I go into the whole entire space as everyone is my coworker. <laughs> um, oh, there's no that. one that's competition. We're all doing the same job and we're just showing up at the office. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, so at the end of the day, when you have that sort of mindset and whenever you go out to networking with things like, for example, I'm at the style show in New York uh, today and I'm not going to be looking at other photographers as competition or like, oh, they're taking my shot or they're getting in my way or anything like that. It's just like, no, we're just hanging out <laughs> we're doing the same right. thing. Yeah. And um, a lot of the associate photographers and second photographers and assistants I work with currently to this day, I've actually met at style shoots. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. So that's one way to meet other folks is through style shoots, uh, attending networking events. Um, but in my opinion, I feel like style shoots are the best because the best thing that comes out of style shoots is we're all at a sh- the same exact photo shoot. And you also again, get to see everyone's work. Well, if they share it to everyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see everyone's uh, shoot, uh, photos afterwards. And you can say, oh, I was in that exact same scenario. That's how those photos came. They did a really good job or they did something different that I like or um, what some folks may look for is that they said they look at it like, oh, they did this actually in a very similar way. That's cool. That fits my style, too. Right. So, um, so yeah, a style shoot is one of the best ways I would suggest finding folks. And I would assume like personality is a big player here, right? You want to make sure you like the person because you're, you're essentially hiring them. Exactly. And that's why style shoots also works really well, because compared to like networking events, if you go to not to say that networking events aren't good, aren't good ways to meet other photographers, but um, when you are at these networking events, a best case scenario, you might be at them for three, four hours or something like that. And those are typically if there's something else going on, like um, you're meeting at a bar or um, there's some sort of game you guys are playing or um, there has to be something in the middle, like some sort of activity that bridges that time and stuff. But right. at style shoot, I'm going to be at this style shoot for the next six, seven hours. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, plenty of time to be hanging out and talk to other photographers the entire uh, entire time throughout uh, downtimes, um, just in general, hanging out and stuff like that. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. So, can you maybe just talk about you know your process a little bit? So, okay, so let's like we'll fake you know role play a little bit. So now you mm-hmm. have an inquiry and it's a double date. You already have a wedding, and we know we already have one, right? You su- switched your CRM. <laughs> So yep. like, we're not going to double, double book ourselves again. And yep. now you have an associate. How does that, pro- what does that process look like? Like, how do you, um, do you reach out to them? Do you make sure, do you have their calendar? Like t- tell folks, like, what is that process? How does that look? What does that look like? So with my process, I try to keep it as, um, uh, flexible as possible so that there's uh because um one of the things just dialing uh jumping back just a tiny bit is that when it comes to the photographers that i'm work with i try to work with very experienced people very good people folks that shoot just as good as me if not better um and as a heads up these are also the things i tell my clients as well so they can understand the process i go through with having these associates and just how verified <laughs> they are i guess best yeah. way to put it yeah um they have to shoot in any conditions. They um, also have to be very talkative people. They also have to be geeks just like me to match my brand and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, when it comes down to uh, I need a, uh, uh, I try to make things as flexible as possible. When clients book me and they book an associate, they actually don't necessarily know exactly who they're going to be working with. Now you may say, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, 
want, don't you think clients would want to know who the, exactly who they're going to work with? Um, the reason why I do this for flexibility purposes and I don't tell them who they're going to work with until way closer to the wedding. No joke. It's about a month before the wedding. And this is something I tell the clients honestly. And they appreciate this honesty and they also like the honesty is that uh, I say that I'm working with really good photographers. They get booked on their own weddings. <laughs> so wow. I'm not I'm not hiring people that are uh, uh, sitting at their desk, twiddling their thumbs and they're not getting booked because they're not that good. Uh, I'm right. working with people that are legit. <laughs> so they're, uh, they're getting booked for their own weddings. They're getting their own gigs and getting their own jobs. So in order to be fair to them and to uh Uh, make sure that you're getting the best experience. I got to let these folks still be able to book out their own weddings. Now, this may change in the future um, where I might have, uh, I guess you could say, photographers that are more committed to my business and they're just going to drop their own uh, uh, business and in return, get paid more, get access to more clients and stuff like that. But for the time being, um, that's pretty much why I explain to clients so that Going back to what the process is, um, they book me. They don't know who they're going to get, uh, who's going to shoot their wedding. But I find out a lot of details about the clients. I find their tendencies. I find out how they act in situations. I find out their hobbies, what they like to talk about, um, their pain points, and uh, 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 things that they kind of like uh, discussing and stuff. And I literally base my entire pr- uh, uh, pick off of all that information. For example, uh, I had a wedding last year where uh, someone booked me for an associate photographer. And I initially had uh, one of my photographers, Jeff. Uh, Jeff is a slightly older guy. Uh, I'm not sure. I think he's like maybe in his 50s or something like that. He's a super sarcastic guy, really funny person. Um, and uh, he didn't, besides those factors, he didn't match with the couple as much as the second person who I picked. I brought in another photographer named Bridget. And uh, she's a very sarcastic person. She's a cool person down uh, down to earth. And on top of that, she's also a huge Trekkie. And this couple also happened to be huge Trekkies to the point where they had uh, Star Trek photos uh, <laughs> in their wedding photos. Like they had um, <laughs> them wearing, they had them wear themselves wearing the Star Trek outfit. They had their Star Trek uh, uniforms next to the uh, 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 bridal dress and stuff. Um, so then once I was like, I brought in Bridget, I was like, oh, wait a second. Bridget's actually going to be a way better associate for this couple. Now it would have sucked if I wasn't flexible and I told them, Hey, you're going to be working with Jeff. And all of a sudden I switch it up (laughs) Uh, like literally three weeks or a month before the uh, wedding. Um, uh, and then told them like, oh, Hey, we got to switch over to Bridget, whatever that could have came off as almost like a negative little bit and or it could have worried them a little bit but um since they weren't aware of exactly who they were going to get and they just were putting their trust in me i was able to make that switch and they loved working with bridget and like i said she was a huge trekkie so she was able to connect with them personally as well so love that i love that so let's talk about so you have your people you have your team and how do you you know how do you start growing it like you've got your you've got like one person let's say we have jeff right we're going to use his name so Mm -hmm. jeff is your main guy and now you're booking Jeff out and now you need another person. How would we start to grow your team to include Bridget? Uh, so uh, several ways. One, you're always networking. Mm-hmm. So that's always uh, 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 tip number one is you're always networking, always finding other folks. You're always keeping an, uh, an eye open and an ear out for other folks that could potentially join. There's never too many people <laughs> that could be a part of your association. Um and, and not only that, uh, so the second part is that you can always, uh, people think that sometimes you have to make the jump to immediately start hiring associates. You don't have to do that. For example, my entire process is, is that um, I have three stages. I have assistants, second photographers, and associates. Mm-hmm. Um, assistant photographers uh, start out where 
they, as a heads up, because I'm extremely picky with all the things I said, um, assistant photographers are usually still photographers that have their own photography businesses, but they may not do things exactly to my tasting. They may not use off-camera flash that much. Um, they may not be as geeky folks, maybe. Um, uh, they may have done some a few weddings, but maybe they haven't done one in like three years or something like that, so they're a little bit rusty. Um, so things like that. And in those situations, I was put them as an assistant. Uh, when I put someone as a second photographer, that's someone who's getting pretty close to be able to be an associate. The only difference between them being an uh, associate and a second photographer is that they may not have the client experience end of things down. They may not be as confident posing couples and uh, working with couples. Um, and those are kind of like the main aspects that are kind of missing when it comes to second photographers. And then uh, once they get to that point where they have literally everything, they represent my brand, um, that's when they can move up to an associate. Um, uh, so that's pretty much how I grow folks. And I make folks eventually become associates and just networking a ton, going out to these style shoots, network events. That's how you build your pool of people, <laughs> essentially. Um <laughs> And, and only that, you always keep an eye out. I always keep an eye on the Facebook groups to see if anyone, there's always people all, all the time saying, hey, is anyone looking for a second photographer? Is anyone looking for, uh, I'm looking to build my portfolio. I see posts like that, I'd say every other week easily. Yeah. And uh, the best part about it is that when you're growing your team, your team also keeps in. And if you're also fair and good to your team, they keep an eye out for these things for you. I have people tag me all the time in those sort of posts. So it helps out a lot. Oh, um, that's so, great. Uh, and, yeah. And then the other aspect of things is, is that this is a huge thing that helped me out is I made a Facebook group just for my associates and seconds and assistants. So um, it's they're just all in one spot. And whenever there's any jobs I want to hire out for, uh, they're all collectively in one space. So um, it makes it way easier to manage and uh, 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 keep track of folks and stuff like that. And also then folks can look at it and you know pick the jobs they, they want and stuff like that. That's awesome. That's good. So what what would be some of the benefits to having an associate team that you can think of? So I'm going to try to make this the first, well, because I, I think this is technically the second time, <laughs> but <laughs> there's obviously the more money. That's right. the obvious one. That's right. that's one where it's like, we all knew about this before you even listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> very obvious one. Spoiler but the, alert. That's ex exactly right. <laughs> but um, there's so many other reasons besides that. Um, For example, like, uh, 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 next year, me and my wife are trying are going to try to have a child. Oh. And it's one of those things where uh, I know I'm going to want to take maternity leave for a good at least three months where I don't have to do any weddings. Um, I want to have a system in place with my assistants where they can take care of my emails. They, I just don't have to worry about anything. And a part of that's also going to have to be that I'm still going to have weddings I need to shoot and I need to have a team of photographers that can take care of those weddings without me chiming in every two seconds. I'm going to hop in probably once a week, <laughs> a couple times a week to help out and do things and answer questions, whatever needs to be done. But I need folks to be able to shoot on my behalf in those situations. And that's where an associate team comes into play because then I could take those time, that time off and I have to worry too much about my business. Yeah. Uh, so that's one aspect. Yeah. Um, another one that folks may not think about is that it helps you build confidence in your brand. Um, let me explain that. So uh, currently right now, and I, I, I don't care about explaining, uh, uh, sharing specific numbers, but um. My uh, associate photographers, they go for about between three to five thousand mm -hmm. dollars, um, while my personal brand, when people are hiring me directly, they're paying anywhere from about five to fourteen thousand. Mm -hmm. So in that situation, when I initially was starting out, I was only charging folks um, about eight hundred to a thousand dollars more than my associates. Mm -hmm. um, and I was able to give me confidence to be like, OK, like 
I see my brand strong. I see that people are willing to pay a thousand dollars more for me. Um, that's cool. <laughs> and now it's to the point now where people are on the phone call saying, no, I want to work with you, Gary. And they're willing to pay anywhere from three to uh, uh, $9,000 more in those right. situations to work yeah. directly with me. Um, so that's like even more confidence building. And now I'm getting to the point now where within the next three to five months, no, I'm not even joking about I'm going to do somewhere between double to triple my prices. Wow. And in that situation, because of all this confidence I've been growing over the years, that's having associates help out with that because I'm seeing it directly. I'm seeing that people are saying, hey, we understand that your associates are with your brand, but you're worth this much more. That's right. cool. <laughs> so that's just cool to experience. Um, and uh, going back to the similar to the whole maternity thing, I want to take time off um, and also gaining confidence. It's also allowing me to raise my prices without having to worry about it. Um, like I just said, I'm going to double or triple my prices. Now, what's going to happen in this situation um, is that I'm probably not going to get bookings for a while. Exactly. There's going to be that lull. There's going to be that learning point. There's going to be that awkward moment where it's going to be uh, in every exp photographer experiences this when they make a jump with their prices where you just got to figure it out and uh, swim on the deep end. <laughs> Eventually, you'll <laughs> get up there and um, uh, everything will start working out. But there's going to be a lull. There could be six months. There could be 12 months where I might not be getting too many bookings. But since I have an associate team there, that's going to be a whole separate brand um, on top of that. Uh, that allowed me to not sink. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll be suffocating a little bit, <laughs> but, but I won't entirely sink under. Um, yeah. And not only that, it'll, it's, uh, it, it still also allows me to, quote unquote, cheat a tiny bit. Let's say hypothetically, if there's a wedding that gets booked and I'm doing nothing on that day and mm -hmm. my associate, that's with my associate team, by the way, I'm doing absolutely nothing that day. It won't bother me at all to just show up to that wedding. I could technically do that if I really wanted to. Right. Um, granted, at the end of the day, it does kind of, I guess you could say, uh, uh, muddy your brand a little bit because you are participating in these three to 4k weddings when you're sitting here marketing yourself as a 20k wedding. But at this end of the day, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> it's not going to uh, uh, ruin or tarnish yourself any, uh, at the end of the day. So right. it's one of those things where it's like, it's uh, that's not the goal or the entire point or what I'm going to be focusing on the entire time. But it's one of those things where it's an option. Right. It's there. I love that. So what would you, you know, what are some of the downfalls? Like I have like worries, um, even from, you know, talking about it more. It's like, what if they don't, what if the images don't work out? What if the client's unhappy? What if you have to refund the money? Like, what are some of those downfalls? And, and have you experienced any of those? Yes, <laughs> I've experienced <laughs> several of them. Well, okay. So uh, when it comes to the bad photos, I personally haven't experienced that yet. And the main reason why I haven't experienced that yet is because, like I said, going back to um, doing my homework in terms of who I bring on my team, I am incredibly picky. Um it's almost to the point where I, I'm pretty confident I wouldn't be shocked if I've annoyed some local photographers <laughs> by how picky I am. Because I'm not going to lie. There's been really good photographers that have reached out to me and they have really good work. And it, I had to say no to them. Mm -hmm. um, that's because they haven't matched up with my brand 100%. And that's the thing is that they had to match up with my brand 100%. Um, there was um, someone who I uh, brought onto my team recently who I'm going to be honest, I took a tiny bit of a risk for because... Um, uh, I took a associate gig and I think it was like the month before their wedding was coming up or something like that. And it, uh, by pure coincidence, somehow like my four or five other associates were not available. So I was like, okay, I'm either going to, have to shoot this wedding or I had to find someone. 
Uh, and I found someone. And the thing is, is that with that person I took on, they were perfect. They were fantastic. They did, they did a great job because they matched all of the perimeters that I have set up for it, all the rules, um, uh, all the abilities that they need to have. They need to have everything, uh, even down to the point where she, to this day, asked me to play board games. So, <laughs> so she even matches that geeky aspect. So because I am extremely picky on that, I haven't ran into that problem. Mm-hmm. But at the same time is that you have to do your due diligence. You have to check out several galleries before you allow someone to shoot your wedding. You even have to, in some situations, if I have the time, I I do actually try to ask for like all the raws from that wedding to mm-hmm. see like even the mistakes they're making. Is it, did they just get lucky this wedding? Or is it like, I'm looking at this wedding and there's a ton of out of focus photos. And this is the one photo that was in focus. That's those are things to look out for. Right. As long as you do your homework, it's um, uh, as long as you do your homework, and you don't uh, uh, mess around with it and just uh, like kind of, I don't want to swear, but like half A, do it. <laughs> you can then, um, it's okay. okay. Okay, yeah, if you don't half-ass <laughs> it, then um, that shouldn't be too much of a problem as long as you did a lot of your due diligence and if you are extremely picky in who you bring onto your, uh, into your company. Now, other issues that I have ran into have been things such as um, uh, 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 just the management of it. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, last year I had two days where I had three weddings on each of those days, and on top of the three weddings, I had uh, a whole. I had a full v- photography team, so photographer, second photographer, um, also with an assistant on my wedding, and then I also had a full video team for all of those weddings, and I had a photo booth at one of those weddings. So, so uh, this on these two days, I was managing uh, what is that? Six. I think it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's about six people. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Se- seven, seven, seven or eight people. Cause they have assistants and there's like two, uh, sometimes even three people at the photo booth. Um, uh, but yeah, it was like seven, eight people or something like that on each of those days. And while it's totally manageable, it's totally possible, uh, especially if you can get like uh, assistants to work out with you on an email side of things and planning and stuff like that, it's manageable. Um, but it's one of those things where I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, I enjoy managing, but there's a, I have a limit (laughs) (laughs) and it's one thing if I was staying at home that day and I was just managing folks and that's my entire thing is just making sure people on time and everywhere. But the fact I was also shooting a wedding (laughs) the entire time. And I also had to bring props to another wedding across the state. (laughs) So uh, it's one of those things where it adds up over time. So um, you just got to be aware of and not take on too much work. Uh, The money's fun and everything is great, but, uh, sometimes that may not may not be worth it i got um, it yeah but, but so you gotta know yourself and don't don't test yourself too much with the amount of uh you know maybe you it would it be something like you have a manager come on like someone who would be home like would be at the computer manning the station and so that therefore you could work and, and they would manage everybody is that something you've thought about yeah that's definitely the future if okay. i want uh based off of how things are growing at the moment that's definitely the future for the time being uh no but that is definitely the future (laughs) ideally in another year or two that's awesome well i love hearing that so i guess you know we were talking about the benefits and the downfalls what about you know is there anything that we should avoid you know are there pitfalls that we should steer clear of like when we're growing our team um i think the biggest pitfall i would probably avoid is so this all goes back to your brand um, and having that established. I think one of the biggest pitfalls you could make is not having your brand established because one of the things that 
happens when you are bringing on associates is that you need to have a strong enough brand that can also help. It's it's hard to explain. You you need to have a strong enough brand that can also help up uh, not only pull the associates and actually get them booked, but also separate yourself. Um, because one of the things that I can see as being a problem, let's say hypothetically, if you have a weak brand and you bring on associates and all of a sudden you're booking them for like two grand or something like that. But then folks look at you and they're like, yeah, I don't want to pay 2,500 or 3,000 for you because your brand isn't strong enough. There's no reason to do it. <laughs> um, so that's one of the things that could happen. That could be an issue. That could be a problem that some folks may run into. So I wouldn't immediately run into doing an associate just so you can make more money, book more weddings and stuff like that. Um, uh, the only reason why I'll say that that might be okay is if you're purely going for a volume of based focus of your business and trying to just book as many weddings as possible, as cheaply as possible. I'm not a fan of that. We all just, I'm not, not sure if you heard of this um, the other day, where is that? What was that company? It was like TNT or TMT or whatever. They went out of business because they were booking like 1.5 K weddings or something like that. Oh it's God. not, yeah, it's not a good future. It's not a good look. Um, that's definitely an issue out of void. So um, I would highly suggest you focusing and building your brand that's strong enough that you're not doing the bare minimum, <laughs> bare bottom uh, when it comes to uh, booking clients and stuff. And you're just yeah. not focused on quantity. No, no, we don't promote that here. We're always like charge more, charge your worth, increase your prices, make more money. <laughs> so yep. I think if you listen to any of our my podcasts, I'm like, I raised my prices here. I did this. I recommend that. And we have people come on and talk about that all the time and valuing yourself and valuing your work and your artistry and getting paid yep. accordingly. So yeah, I mean, I think the associate, you know, like mindset should be like, if you're 10,000, they should be, you know, 6,000. Like it shouldn't be, it should be a jump for them to get you, but it, it, your associate should also be an investment because you're right. It's part of your brand. Like it shouldn't be a thousand dollars. Like that's kind of a waste, right? Like it's just, it's not even worth it. Yeah. And also going into what you were saying before, like saying like um, uh, that jump, uh, you can also, uh, another thing that I also see folks do is that they don't, um, it depends on how you want to run your business, but I'm a huge fan of separating yourself and speaking just to one niche, one specific person. Um, and I find it kind of hard where if let's say in my situation, I want to jump to be about a 15 to 20 K photographer and I'm sitting there advertising also 5k associate photographers. That's not, that's a miss. That's a mismatch with my right. brand. Mm -hmm. Um, so that doesn't really work in my situation. So I'd have to make actually a whole separate brand, which is actually what I'm doing. I'm making a whole separate brand for that. So um, that's just something for folks to keep in mind where it's like sometimes you may have to split off and split into two brands because yeah. even even if you're talking to a similar clientele for, in my situation, geeks, um, talking to a 20K client and a 4K client is different entirely. <laughs> so, yeah, I love um, that. No, it's really smart. I think it's a really good takeaway. I actually have a good friend and she... Um, did that she broke her brand into two so she has a studio and then she has her main persona and the main persona is very uh exclusive and expensive and the the studio is more affordable and more volume based so i think it's a really good um that's i'm glad you know and excited that you're doing that because then yeah you can grow gary pope photography you know in a such a way you know uh, that you're yeah you're charging 20 grand and it's no big deal and then you've got you know your geek photography you know whatever you do it's you know five six seven thousand and that's you're still making money and it's still under the same umbrella 
and yeah, it's exciting to to like think about what you can do with your business uh, once you start going. So th- this has been awesome, Gary. Thank you so much. No problem. No, thank you for having me. This has been a great talk. I, I love talking about these sort of things. And uh, I am definitely the photographer who I'm the weird photographer who would rather talk about SEO and business related things as opposed to what lens <laughs> y'all bought last <laughs> week. So no, I love talking about this stuff. This is uh, right up my alley. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we here at TWHNA love to end our episodes with some tangible tips and takeaways. I know we've gone through a lot already, but let's just make like three top, like three top 10. Sorry three top tips uh, that people listening could do um, right now if they're thinking about getting an associate. So what would be your three takeaways? Uh, my three takeaways would definitely be start network networking, uh, even if it isn't with the, uh, 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 the end goal to hire an associate. At least you're meeting other folks and at least you have people you can consider at the end of the day. So that's number one, uh, start networking today. Uh, number two is uh, when you start networking and you want to actually have those associate prices, just start out low. You start having uh, associates work underneath your brand and you're having them be for a 500 to a thousand bucks less. It may not seem like a lot on paper. It may not be a big difference, but it's at least a starting step. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say the third takeaway is to, I would say to probably just not overdo it. <laughs> Take it slow. Um, you don't need to be booking out 50 weddings this year and also have like 40 associate weddings or anything crazy like that. Take it slow. Um, it's not even something where you uh, have to even have it so that everything's 100% ready. Um, you can just put on your site saying like, hey, I have my regular prices here. And if you're interested, um, uh, when people inquire with your services, you just have your uh, associate prices as well. And then you can just go from there. Start slow. Yeah, I love that. Oh, this has been great. Gary, thank you so much for being here. Let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your services, and of course, say hello online. Um, Yeah, so you can check me out. Um, Pretty much you can find me everywhere under my business name, Love Long and Prosper Photography, just like Star Trek, but with love at it. <laughs> um, you can also find me, um, maybe by the time this podcast is out, I might actually start uh, uploading things on my YouTube channel under Gary Pope <laughs> Jr. We'll see. <laughs> but um, besides that, you can find me under Love Long and Prosper Photography. I love that. And you guys can swipe up right now, click on those show notes, click on the links and let Gary know you listened to today's episode. Gary, thank you so much for being here. And I hope to have you back soon. No, thank you for having me. I hope you liked today's episode. Thank you, Gary, for being here. I'm so thrilled to have you. It's so lovely getting to chat with you, get to know more about you and your company. And I hope you really inspired our listeners to start thinking about adding associates to their team. If you want to find out more about Gary and let him know you listened to today's episode, click on the link on the show notes and let him know you listened. Thanks so much for being here. And I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye, you guys.